0: Good evening, all of you lovebirds of the Catskills. It's once again time for the evening tickler to entertain, amuse, and confuse you. Um, We have a special guest tonight. And can you hear any of this special guest? He's not hearing anything. Get another pair of uh, headphones up there on the wall. Um, This is true, and I think most of you can appreciate it without me explaining it, that uh, most people never come back. After one interview, they're either scared, irritated, or confused, and they refuse to ever spend an hour here on the tickler again, even if I promise something other than peacock feathers. But tonight we have that rare exception to the rule. We have a gentleman named uh, Daniel, Daniel Friedman. He He was on six months ago. And immediately on this sacred night, this Valentine's Day night, this St. Valentine's Day night, gave up the privilege of going out with uh, a person that he may or may not love. But most people will always find that going out with that do they love me, do they love me not person is much better than spending an hour with the evening tickler. But he gave it up. He said absolutely I will be with you to discuss the, the, the issues that are so important to all of us. And, and, and these are the issues. Um, it's love. And love, as we know, is a mysterious thing. And we have a guy who's got a business where he makes suits uh, for the purpose of love. They're spoken. And and it's really not a business of making suits. It's a business. It's a service business that involves consultation. Now, what he ends up making, and I've and I've seen his work, uh, bindle and keep, go onto the internet and look at his work. It's beautiful. As a matter of fact, what he does ultimately is he crafts um, costumes that turn these love events into Disney events it, it turns the mundane into the fantastic and he does that not by stitching but he does it by uh, consulting these clothes are made through conversations he has with people about the shape of their heart and what comes out of it is of course these clothes but this guy that's with us tonight who's had the courage to come back and do the tickler a second time you know kudos for you man is going to maybe talk a little bit about what it is that makes that conversation turn a person from a groping unmade uh, unsatisfied individual into the hero or the heroine or the they of their own lives Welcome. welcome daniel Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yo, you got a great voice tonight, man. you got that Barry wild kind of thing. It's Harper. It's yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes, right? <laughs> so, hey, what's, what's going on? How's life? Life is good.
1: I just got here, like pulled in, 5 o'clock. Um, and I'm very happy to be out of Brooklyn. Very happy. Yeah. I mean, I don't want people to hate me for hating on Brooklyn tonight, so I'm not going to say anything, but I'm really glad to be out here. Yeah. And it's just the drive to the studio is so beautiful that it's like uh, you acclimate. It's a nice way to acclimate to being back up in the Catskills.
0: It, it's a measure of your aesthetic um, sort of uh, attribute. You, beauty uh, transforms you. you. You talk about it constantly to the point of just stop talking about beauty. Let's get down to some brass tacks. What is it that in your childhood or maybe early um, development period caused you to become you and you are an aesthetic creature okay so like what, a what jerk it, well um with a with a beautiful maraschino cherries <laughs> somewhere on the top of that irresistible right that, that cocktail thing and the dark bar and the the suicide blonde shows up and she sees you're drinking a a drink with a umbrella and a maraschino cherry and she can't say no that kind of thing No, you're not there. Well, I'll tell you.
1: I'll I'll tell you where where I'm at today. How about that? That's a good start. Um, Because we don't have two weeks on the radio for someone to say, he's really not in touch with himself, is he? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, when did you find out it was Valentine's Day today? I actually didn't know until yesterday.
0: I... I, I am very keenly aware of this of day, uh-huh. days, and so it's it's just sort of in my DNA. And I'm and we don't have two weeks to go right. into it. It
1: snuck up on me. I mean, everything in my life sneaks up on me.
0: Yeah. Um, you're not married, are you? I'm not married. Well, when you're married, you you have uh, all sorts of indications of events that have certain weight, uh-huh. if you will. So anyway, um, you it's crept up on you. And I you do
1: find who whoever marries me is going
0: to. Probably not remind me about these things. Also, just oh, that's going to be one of the qualifiers: is that you have to see that they're unaware of these. Could things. it be? I love that about you: that that the pomp and circumstance of these made-up events hold no power with you. It's not that it has no power; it just has no. Um,
1: I, I, if you saw the inside of my brain, yeah, it's it it's uh my world around me is very clean you know why <laughs> because it's like there's a lot of duct tape in there a lot of twine
0: oh.
1: and um, i don't even know what it's sticking it, or holding up does it drip does it i mean it's pro- there's like you know what's in there a lot of very old green peppers that have turned to juice and there's a lot of fruit flies
0: that's what's in my brain so if you were to hold your brain in your hands and give it sort of a soft feel about, can you describe that to us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would
1: smell like old green peppers. I think that that's, you know, when I was a kid, my mother.
0: That's what I make hot sauce out of. I love that <laughs> Well, me, I, I love you. I'm, I'm like, falling in love with when you.
1: When I was in seventh grade, my mother used to pack us these lunches. She had a lot of kids. I don't know if she packed the best lunches. Um, so, Mom, if you're listening I forgive you for those lunches. But um, she would pack green peppers. I hate green pe- I mean, it was not even a conversation we ever had about green peppers, so I wouldn't eat them. And i put them in my locker, and they would congeal over time, over six months. Those green peppers, day after day, would collect, and they would permeate my books. There'd be like a, a dry green juice and fruit flies everywhere. It was pretty embarrassing, but yeah. that smell is in my brain forever It's probably
0: what's in my brain now this could be not only one of the reasons why you've had a hard time getting married but it could also be a reason why ultimately you're going to find the perfect person for Mm. you the person that loves that smell and loves little flies Flying right. So, okay, so thank you for uh, sharing with us the shape and the color and the smell of your the brain. The smell. Now let's, let's drop it down a little bit. Not below the belt. We're okay. not going to go there. Okay. But we would like you now to pull your heart out and hold that in your hands and describe to us what that feels and looks and sounds okay. like. Okay, because it's
1: Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, Which, by the way, I was talking to my mother about it earlier. Cause yeah. we were talking I
0: love about... your mom. I have yeah.
1: you know. And you know, I kept hey, saying, I, so I have to talk about Thanksgiving. She's like, "It's not Thanksgiving, man."
0: <laughs> I made <it> the same mistake <laughs> <as laughs> like, last <laughs> night. <laughs> Good old mom. Okay, um, so the heart in the hand.
1: In the heart in the hand. So I'll tell you uh, for for those listeners. I know you gave the introduction. I make custom suits, and um, most of the suits that I make are. I mean, I guess it's seasonal for most for the most part. Now, a lot of people are getting married. And I sit with them, and, you know, they're trying to figure out what suit they want and what color. They're looking at the fabrics, and they're looking at a blue, and they're looking at, you know, this blue versus this blue versus, like, a slight gray or uh, a blue-gray. And I'm thinking to myself, man, like, you know, if I had, if this bottle right now was a genie. Yeah, he's holding up a bottle of Chardonnay right now. Chardonnay and um, 2018 Chardonnay and, and, and um, I could rub this bottle and a genie comes out and the genie says you know what, I'm going to help you fall in love for real, fall in love, make it easy but this is the deal you'll get married have a big wedding, an expensive wedding and you're going to have to walk down the aisle in a blue man costume I would do it, no problem and I see my clients all the time having this really hard time, you know, just trying to figure out what the details of their wedding. When The first thing anyone asks when they get to a wedding is where's the booze. No one cares about anything. Um, the only people who actually care about people who are, you know, when they go to the weddings, the people who care are those. Knows. No, those who are planning a wedding anyway. Yeah, you know, the mother in so laws But, um, you know, I... I quickly realized putting people in wedding suits every day you know being the perennial bridesmaid in a sense um, it's hard because I don't think you know I'm gonna be 42 next month and I'm hyper aware that why why am I on the show you you found a guy who's you know I'm the guy who can't fall in love right I'm the guy who has the hardest time loving somebody yeah. why did you invite me Am I, i'm the only person in cat in the Catskills. you're the only person that's,
0: <laughs> you're the only person that said yes to me. um <laughs> you you are every man um, you embody on you are one of the few honest people that are searching for That pure love and you will not compromise and that's why you're going to be 42 and you haven't gotten married yet, even though that's what you desperately want. And you want to have all the good things that come from it, the the kids, the community, blah, 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 blah. But you are not going to compromise and I have you on the show because you represent something that is just unrepresentable in this miserable withering nonsense of a world today. You're pure. So what do you think of that? Um,
1: no yeah. one's ever called me pure before,
0: so I yeah, really well, like that. Yeah, No, I'm calling that out because that's the problem. When you find that woman who can recognize that, that's it. You're done. You're both going to, like, fall into it. She's going to see the fruit flies, and she's going to smell the <laughs> rotten <laughs> cream, and she's going to go, the guy's pure. <laughs> that's it. to that's, say, like, oh, that's the odor <laughs> I love. <laughs> Pheromones. There, there is that one person <laughs> out there. You know, and I don't know who's listening to this show, but there's likely somebody who's falling in love with you right now. And the next time they see you, they're going to have a rotten bowl of green peppers and some fruit flies as proof of their love to you. Mm. Mark my words. Right. The next time, if you ever show up here again, you'll tell this story. Right. If with I with it. kids under your arms screaming.
1: But the truth is, you know, it, it's a holiday that so many people talk about. You know, they're so excited about people are in these relationships. And like, it's, you know, Valentine's Day, it's a wonderful thing. You could buy the candies. You know, what, what, there's no, to me, none of this means anything. Um, I always, anyone I've ever dated, I, I don't think I've ever given them anything on Valentine's Day. I forget every time because what's the point? Like, I don't really understand why it's an expression of love but you're supposed to express your love every day so now we have this thing where okay let's it's valentine's day let's try and get a reservation at some restaurant oh no we did it today we didn't do it like three five days ago and now we can't get a reservation we can't it's just like a it's just stressful yeah um that's why so, I'm here alone. Isn't it wonderful? There's yeah. that my dog cares.
0: Yeah, you and me. Well, dog love is a form of love that a lot of people find to be more satisfying than human love, uh, and for all of the apparent reasons. there, There isn't the, um, all of that stuff that goes on with a relationship, like where do we put the green couch and um, why is this not the way it should be. Valentine's Day is the measure of that, where expectations are um, no longer rooted to any form of reality. But again, that sense that your life will not really define itself unless it hits that harmonic note that's impossible to ever sustain. That's why there's only one of these days. And because we all have that, all of the people that market to it have understood that they can monetize that feeling and, like, turn it into cubic dough. And so, you know, I've always thought that these hallmark events that we have are ultimately they've been turned into something that's just a horrid, you Mm -hmm. know, circus mirror representation of what the true shape of our heart should be, which is something that we express every day. Which, Which you've just said, which is another reason why every available woman in the world that's listening to this should pay attention to a guy that really defines his brain as stinky green peppers so what do you think about what do you think about what you want in finding that 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 partner so that you can go through this strange experiment of the mortal coil with for a long time i thought that i was broken
1: i probably am broken for a long time i thought i was broken yeah. i think my therapist is lost all interest in helping me <laughs> i think he said no, like uh, every at, week now his $200 thing, for yeah, 45 minutes,
0: they'll, ne- they'll never lose <laughs> yeah, No, he is saying he's here.
1: like you know we're we're Too nearing big. that point where like i think i have even like he's like you know and i could do away with the money because this is this is not he's like you're ruining my day yeah um uh, you know no one wants a futile project no matter how much money they make um But, you know, for a long time I thought, okay, well, this is it. I can't fall in love. I'm broken. I would love to blame someone for that, but I can't because I'm to blame or whatever, or maybe I'm just picky, whatever it is. But I know that I order big. I order big and I never finish my meal. I get hungry and then I get the food and I'm like, eh, I don't want it. Or I eat a little bit and I'm full. Um, I have this dog. Yeah. His name is Albert. And, um, you know, everyone has a dog. I'm sure 85% of the people listening to this have a dog, but I love my dog. Yeah. I really love my dog. I, I walk, when I walk him, I think about what would happen to my dog if anything happened to me, you know, just like, like a father for children. Right. Yeah. And, um, I, it took me a while to fall in love with my dog, but I truly love my dog. I might be in on some level in love with my dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a dog. It's a dog. He's sometimes a jerk too.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I
0: Most people are with you so far. Yeah, so to me,
1: me, falling in love, if I had to give a scale or or a meter for it, would be seventy five percent in love with a person as much as I am with my dog. That sounds like a great measure for something sustainable. Because, you know, my dog can't gross me out. Okay, my now we're dog, getting down to
0: the. Rules.
1: <laughs> my dog can't. Um, and they are gross. Me? The dogs, yeah, dogs are gross. Are gross.
0: Right. I have to pick up a. Yeah, they I eat mean, vomit and poop. Yeah, and 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 and. You see your girlfriend eating a pile of poop on the corner, and it could potentially gross you out. But your dog doesn't. You know, okay, right. so We're talking, like I
1: think it, yeah. You know, un-
0: my is- dog passes gas, and I think it's
1: just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> this is un- <laughs> this is
0: unconditional. Are you here? Hearing- are we allowed? Are, are we
1: I- gonna get k- kicked off? Or are we, no,
0: no, it, no, you can sit, you can express and paint word pictures of horrible things, and the FCC <laughs> right. doesn't like okay, kick you off. It's when correct. you use the F's and right, the C's right, and right. the N words and so on. So, um. The unconditional love thing that you have for a dog is impossible to find in a human. 75%. So what I want is I want someone, I walk
1: my dog. And we don't talk. We don't talk. I watch my dog.
0: Have you, tried, get, have you tried that before? I try before to talk. He doesn't.
1: Yeah, we talk, we, I yell at him plenty. <laughs> I really yell at him. Um, you know, we yell at him. People walk by and they go, ooh, harsh, you know.
0: Um,
1: But we don't talk and I just feel this idea that just being next to this person, this person, what that's a slip, this dog makes me feel really like I don't want to be anywhere else. And I want to be able to walk with someone 75%, let's lower it to 60% and say, you know what, I don't want to be anywhere else. My mind is not somewhere else. And it's very hard. And when, you're, when your brain smells like green, rotten green peppers, you know, it's a strong smell to kind of get out of. But I want, I want to be like, hey, I could walk forever. And maybe I'm just an idealist. Maybe I'm stupid and maybe I'm going to be 42 going on 62 and that's just how my life is going to be. It's just me and Albert, I guess, the next dog.
0: So you said it took you a while to fall in love with your dog and find out that these were the attributes that mm-hmm. you look for in a relationship. How long do you think it takes you with a human to get to a point where you've realized that you've got that dog-like relationship going on? So I, I, I'm I, only realizing in the past couple of years that
1: I, I think I've never been in love the way all of you guys have been in love. Yeah. Or all these, you know, all your listeners have probably been in love. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm don't an expert
0: there.
1: Yeah. Like I I don't I feel for people?
0: Oh, that's the biggest thing. You know, maybe uh, that that separates you from all of us. But it's us not guys.
1: narcissism. Like you you care for the person? Look, well of course
0: a- it's Everything not. in my but life most love is narcissism. An affirmation of self, and, uh, right, and wanting to appear in front of your audience is what you think you should be like. It has nothing to do with that other person. But
1: I'm. But that's like much a, a, a more of an existential, like, okay, where, what's what's my place, right? You're thinking like, do I? Is it is it a sense of I'm in love with my own ego, or I'm in love with my own self that I see projected in that person? I'm not talking about any Well, of, of that.
0: course you're not. You're you're. That's what I'm saying. You're pure. When I talked about why I wanted you on this show, it was to explain to the viewing audience that you are as rare as hen's teeth, right? You don't want and you don't need what so many others are looking for. The narcissism is kind of off the table and you're looking for that dog Buddha nature, which is, again, just some, it's, it's something that if you can take a breath of that, you'll be seduced forever. But the breath of that's very rare, right? And you're looking for that. You're looking for the smell of that sort of dog ass, if you will, in the air that will bring you to, in a period of time, the confidence that you've got a human that's as sincere and as true as what you find in the dog nature. But you see, like, I see my clients every day, every day,
1: and they're just like, man, I'm so in love. I can't wait to marry this person. And I'm wondering, either they're lying or they have no idea what love is or they just, like, everyone's tapped into this perfect sort of dimension that, you know, I, it's got a got its special wall a lead wall I can't pass through. I don't really understand how all of these people that I meet every single day and, you know, all different body types, different genders, different gender identities have found the thing that makes them complete, at least complete to me. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, I love the fact that you find that surprising. But um, you can also, like, say the same thing about COVID. It finds everybody out of body, shape, politics. Religion, it love is a virus, and and when it gets into you, it's a fever, and it's not sustainable. But it it, it messes you up for a while, and that that translates into these th- this period of absolute joy and ecstasy, and and um, and beyond comprehension. The idea that you are becoming with this other person, and this uh, this bridge between you, love. Something that is fabled and rare and um and worthy, right, but then that goes away <laughs> because it it's it 's silly i mean it really it's it's that weird thing that almost touches on faith but you've got to start that right well of course yeah. that that is a trigger that does this, and i 'll say this about it. It's a form of prayer, and I'm not putting prayer down as any religious concept. I'm putting prayer down as the idea that when you focus on something and give it really solid attention with good feelings behind it, that's what prayer is. Okay, so and, this brings yeah.
1: – am I interrupting you? I think. No, I'm no, you.
0: I'm done. <laughs> so this
1: brings me to – You've got the next Because you were talking about prayer, minutes. so I was like, okay, well, let me tell you something. Um, I was talking to my friend, uh, my friend Yossi, on my way up here, and, um, you know, he was saying that, like, a lot of times, you know, when when older guys marry younger women, um, a big, you know, pattern that – or a a repeating pattern that he sees is this idea that, you know, after being in relationships that were complex and um, difficult – oftentimes they're just looking for simplicity easy and i think that that's part of where it is raising a dog and falling in love with a dog and trying to find you want it's not that 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 you want um this sort of magical moment you want something that's simple that's so basic that doesn't have to be analyzed that doesn't have to be reconstructed to figure out what the other person's thinking. Can we take the temperature of how this works or, or, or where we are, what state? It's just simple. It's just – and I'm not saying that the relationships I just you know referenced that my friend mentioned are the right relationships. I'm not. But the idea that you get to a certain point in your life, I think that when, when I was 30 years old, I wanted somebody – who was really complex and and sophisticated and had all of the levels of education wasted education that I wasted on education and you know really can can analyze the books but I lost my reading ability you know 15 years ago and so you know at this point in my life I just want easy life is so hard now people have died What, 460,000 people in this country have died so far, uh, you know, from this pandemic. It's like everything is so complicated. Politics is so complicated and stressful that in your own relationship, like you have a dog, like you have a simple, like you just want, you just want it easy. I think that that's the only thing in my life right now that I want. I come out here and it's easy and it's lonely. I'm alone out here. But it's easy. And I feel like my heart is at peace. Well, I guess that's
0: beautiful. It's... No, that's beautifully put, um, because there is ultimately with the withering nonsense that's afoot. And, and ultimately, life does bring that to your to your step, because life is like a Christmas tree. Every. Christmas, more ornaments get added to it. And then ultimately the thing gets uh, side heavy and falls over and crashes, Uh which is the metaphor for a divorce or a crisis or whatever. But that's what generally happens to strip all of that off and just have the beautiful naked tree. Is it
1: a lie? Am I I the dumbest guy you've ever had on this (laughs) thing? Because I think that, you know, you're you're looking at me and you're like, wow, this guy, this is, it's so wonderful to to see such a stupid person right in front of you. Yeah.
0: Um, And so what you're suggesting is that um, the ideal is innocence and you find that in a dog and you find that in youth and nobody can disagree with that.
1: But you get to a certain age where you want that again and you're you look for something not I'm not talking about innocence in the pure form. I'm looking at innocence in the idea that things are just so hard. You know, like sometimes like you are in a car and you don't want to analyze your relationship. You just want to laugh. Yeah. You just want to laugh and joke. And that's where it ends. Um, it's a hard thing to find. And it's a hard thing to you have to understand yourself well enough to understand that the noise in your head cannot get in the way of the noise in the relationship. That's a form of um,
0: <clears throat> emotional humility when you start to just drop all of the pretense and you start to look at things for what what they are without any of the... Um, trappings linkages uh, expectations and attributes that come with the cultural biases on how everything is so complicated and working today and when that happens you become a form of rock ape once again you're dragging your knuckles across the ground and you're looking at the horizon for something in your loneliness that will be attractive and mutually satisfying (laughs) And so I, I can hear you. Oh yeah, I sound like I'd be the worst partner, right? Well, <laughs>
1: you're like, um... oh yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, I I just, for the hundreds of thousands of people that are listening in, please send your cards and letters next week and tell me if this man right now is presenting himself as a Valentine's Day poster boy for the next date. I would really like to know we could make a whole show out of the cards and letters that would come in. How do you think you're doing right now on presenting yourself as a desirable mate? I would say badly. I would say not only am I, but, but you know, <laughs> but if
1: anyone wants to watch my actual movie and, and see how I empathize with people, they can. Yeah. Um, oh, what is that? Tell us. Tell that. Suited. Uh, it's on HBO, I think, still. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let me paint a little word picture so now for I was you like Dr. Jackal
1: Messiah. People are going to watch that film, and then they're going to listen to me and watch the film. They're going to be like, this isn't the same person yeah. but the thing is maybe today i'm feeling a little bit oh. you know i have heartburn a b is i feel l- like a little bit you know i hear this guy who's perpetually alone and and slightly angry is now
0: talking about valentine's day it's like it's your fault oh. <laughs> you know, I've, my shoulders are strong enough to hold that fault. And, and you can put some more <laughs> on me, too. I'm enjoying this immensely. Um, for all of you that have, been, have sort of started, and it's fascinating, isn't it, when you just hear a voice, um, you, you have an idea in your mind of what the person looks like. So um, let me try to describe what Daniel looks like if for those of you that haven't seen his show on HBO, Well Suited. Think of John Lennon. You know he's got he's got that look on his face, and he's got the round glasses, and he's got the intelligent forehead, and the and the and the keen, sharp, um, inquisitive eyes, and the nice lips that you uh, might want to kiss, and <laughs> the the three day old beard coming out, uh, you know, and he's just he's a very handsome guy. So um, don't think that this voice is getting in front of a physical package that you would be repulsed by, you know, and I'm not going to get close enough to smell if his personal hygiene is correct, but I suspect that he's probably very good at that too. So this is a a package of a guy who's exploring what it is that um, is true to him and wants to put it out honestly with all of its warts, all of its bumps and wrinkles to somebody that accepts the fact that life shouldn't be perfect. And, 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 and with that, you should give yourself to what you were born with, which is an innocence and an acceptance. And is there somebody out there that's like you, do you think? Or are you going to be wandering like Coleridge's uh, sailor with an albatross around your neck for the rest of your life looking for that person? What do you think? Do you think you have a chance?
1: I don't know. Now Now that you said that, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Yeah, um, you're going to worry. <laughs> you, this is, you have, you have this that. Is a, you I get, so you know, have
0: that ability. <laughs> I
1: get up. At, I, I don't yeah. sleep every night from 2 to 5 a.m., and I don't know why, but maybe now I have a reason to get up at that time. The,
0: the, yeah. Um, the, the rhyme of the ancient mariner is in you. man. I, I get up at 3 and I'm we awake. We should text until, at that you know, time. I I'll th- text I am you. Cuz I'm to awake. Cuz I've got that as a place where I'm totally free. To you know I
1: you. I can give you I I, I like walkie talkies. So I'll give you a walkie talkie. <laughs> okay, we can walkie talkie.
0: We can if we can get through the mountain. We're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, all of you potential mates for Daniel, no, just be aware <laughs> that there is this period of time when your slumber, <laughs> which you want more than anything because he's been bothering you with his love, is going to be interrupted. But you and know, compromised. To, you're going to compromise. What, now, but what? what I, but the
1: people that I have known and, and become close with over over the years. Um, I don't think I'm completely similar, um, and I don't know what that means that somebody is made for you. Does that mean that you don't fight? Does that mean that you fight less? Does that mean that you're like, hey, we have the same, you know, uh, you know taste profile? I don't know. Like what, what does it mean? Does it mean that you uh, – when you cuddle, it doesn't feel like you're cuddling with a chair? Does it mean – like what, what's that other pairing? that we're talking about, because that's the problem. How do you know that this is the person that's right for you? How does, you know, Valentine's Day, everyone's saying, uh, how many cards have people across this country, across the world, purchased for someone saying Happy Valentine's Day?
0: Yeah.
1: Do they think when they hand a card and say Happy Valentine's Day, this is the person that's right for me, or they're letting Hallmark say that? But when you, when you sit next to someone and you're lying in bed, and you think, okay, this person that you're cuddling with, is right for me? That you think this is the right person? How many people feel that way?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, you're gonna lose all your followers to this show.
0: You expect me to answer? That. I don't know, but we're <laughs> gonna get hate mail. The people are
1: gonna be like, you know what? I'm ending my relationship. Now. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, how do you get the answer? There's no answer, and so how do you know? You don't know. And then, but do you make a mistake? Do you say, you know what? I'm gonna do a leap of faith. When is the threshold? That you have to say, this is what I want. I'm not going to listen to that little internal voice in my head that says, don't do it, don't do it. Or I am going to listen that says, don't do it, don't, or, or it says, do it, do it, do it. When do you decide that this, there's enough weight here. That this is the person that I want to spend my time with and my life with. Or this is the person that I don't want or that that wouldn't be right for me that or that won't make me happy or her happy
0: how do you know well you know when you can see that there's a 60% chance of it working that's what you know because what you you do know this for sure that it will all be compromised and it will all change and the only thing that will see you through the dramas that go on is a commitment to see you through the dramas and what sees you through that is the ability to communicate, that you can share a language, and that can be a language of, uh, of silence, and it can mm-hmm. also be a language of, uh, of taking on issues. But that is ultimately after you decide that you're, you've got a 60% chance in a person that will see it through the long haul. And uh, it's easy to pull the trigger and say, I'm going to do it and uh, you know I've done it four times and and three of them have been just impossibly right and impossibly wrong and I can look back at all of them and I can say and I can say 60% of the time it was great and 40% of the time it was just so horrible that it decided where it was going to tip right and and sometimes it wasn't me that made that decision it was the other person but I I think that when I'm good um, when you get into the idea that you're going to marry, um, for me it was I want to have kids. And That's I, what I want. I want kids. Yeah, and and when you so that, hard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that was exactly what made and also broke my relationships, and and then ultimately, um, that becomes a shared and guiding and unguiding. I don't know you know it it daniel you're you're raising questions i am incapable of and i think everybody else is too um we 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 wander through the darkness with our hands out blind with a light that we think will show us the way and 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 we can see three feet in front of us and we find things that, that 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 like falling into a raging river and we're lost and we're scared and we find somebody else next to us and we grab them, and we look at each other and we we are f- rushed along and we float and we support each other. And we say, if we can only get to shore, <laughs> we'll start a journey together, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the way the world is. That's so it's the wild. It's the drowning the man's prayer. You're like, you know
1: what? I if, if I will I will give my life to helping others if you just save me
0: from this drowning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the shape of so many hearts are exactly that—it's a frowning man's prayer, because the you know the existential fears of, of aging and by yourself, and um, the idea of, uh, of of that two a.m. to five a.m. period of being alone in the dark and the questions never ending—is is just too horrible. Against the idea that you might be up against somebody that smells like rotten peppers with flies on them, but they cuddle and they they hold you against the fears and they, and they share them and, and that is enough, and that is, I think, honestly, when you can find somebody that can tolerate you, you know Daniel, we I, I'm speaking this is a confession. <laughs> I have spent my entire life trying to understand myself, which makes it almost impossible in terms of the time allotted to understand the person that I'm living with, right? And so if you think about the weights and the balances and, and the equation of that, it's difficult. But that's kind of what is given to all of us. We have to love ourselves. We have to really give ourselves to it it's a it's a form of indulgence but you have to find that in yourself but, to have the other you person you can't
1: wait till you're 50 years old till you figure oh, out no. who <laughs> you are to say okay now no. i'm ready because try have kids when you're 50 years old no, it's no. pretty exhausting yeah
0: I, I, i've done that <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know i'm like tired already I take a mile walk and i'm like oh god <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> we're done here so like you want to be you want to be younger you want to find that person young enough where you can grow together mm. and you can grow in the same direction together. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm for some reason, 42 is really hitting me. Mm. I don't know why, but like 40 didn't hit me. 41 didn't hit me. 42 is hitting me. Maybe it, it has to do with COVID or, you know, I feel lucky to, to be healthy. Um, and then, you know, also, uh, I feel, um, uh, precious to be worrying about things that people have such bigger worries right now um, and I resent that a little bit that I have this sort of like how selfish can I be but um, you know, you want to meet that person when you're young enough to build something yeah. and I feel like at this point I built so much about who I am that I'm a little rigid I'm a little bit li- inflexible and the, the, the habits and the, uh, a lot of the scars that I've incurred along the way are now the way I live my life. Yeah. It's making it harder to fall in love. It's not making it easier because the older you get, the more you understand yourself. The more you understand yourself, the less you have patience for other people's understanding of themselves. It's, you, 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 you have a puzzle piece and it's, it's calcified. Yeah. And it's very hard. It takes a lot of focus, a lot of concentration and and enlightenment to be slightly malleable. Uh, half as malleable as you were when you were 28 and you're like, "Look at this, I'm zen." You yeah. know, and you're not really. You're just like basically like, you know, you're, you're you're you know, you're willing to let the dog jump in the bed or not jump in the bed. Like that's your the most W- the most you're willing to compromise with a partner. I just mean like there's there's a level of the older you get, the harder it is to fall in love. Not because it's just you get more stuck, you get more entrenched. It's you're old, like you know how how people people don't change their style. Well, I've been wearing the same, you know, I'm, I'm starting to wear the same clothes regardless of. The styles and the, the changing—you you get entrenched. You you yeah. get sort of marked.
0: So, if I may, um, and just do a little pretending right now that that we are actually in Hollywood and you're pitching me a storyline. What you've just pitched me is the storyline for Beauty and the Beast, where there is this one character who is this this uh, unchangeable, hairy. Uh, calcified monster in this beautiful castle wandering around cursed, right? And you don't understand it. It's your fate. Um, you rail against it. And, and and in the Hollywood way, what the story you're pitching is, I'm waiting for that door to open up and, and something to slide in that will come in with a touch of magic that will, in its innocence against this monster that I've become. True, but the beauty was, what, 19
1: years old? I mean,
0: what's wrong with that, brother? (laughs) Okay, but you talked about how (laughs) that 60% of the dog is that very innocence, and, and that 's the beauty in the beast story, and what you 've just described is exactly that story and and, and it 's understandable and When that person does come into your life, it will be that thing that you describe that you don 't understand, but when you 're in it, you will be completely transported by it, which is the magic of what happens when that beast in you is transformed by the innocence and the and, and and the and the beauty of you seeing that um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, mm-hmm. right? And and that's what you're waiting for. You're you're just waiting for that simple thing. And you've seen it in a dog. You just haven't seen it in a person yet. But if you, I, I do believe, if you keep trying to put yourself out there, and it takes a little bit of courage. Everybody at forty-two that is looking for that, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. Over and over again, right? Well, it's, it's not like you don't know if the people that you know
1: are the people that are right for you or not, right? So the thing is, it's not like, are you, do you continue to search or do you say, you know what? Man, I'm glad we don't have Collins here because.
0: No, it's not allowed. <laughs> no. there, there are 17 people living inside of me. That's enough. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you just wonder if like, you, it's hard to know what the people that you know are the right people. Right or the person that you know is the right person, um, and it causes you know you're not just not just your life; it's someone else's life, and you you can love the person, and you can respect the person, but you also want to be like, okay, are we going to be happy in twenty years from now? That's a good question.
0: Yeah, it's a stupid
1: question. Why is it a stupid question?
0: Because you, there's no way of knowing.
1: Yeah, but there's a way of look. Uh, You know, I I often say that, you know, I wish my dog would live 70 years. It's unfair they live 12 or 15 years because, you know, in 12 years, you're going to love your dog, if not even more. And love should increase over the years. You might have different. It might change form. Like, okay, I'm I'm such a I'm such a wise guy about it. But the fact is, I've never really felt any of that sort of love. But the idea or the ideal, right, is to say, look, it changes form, it grows, it, it evolves, and you want to it, it's, – it's, it's an investment. Like you, you invest in something, you want to look at a performer and say, OK, look, things can happen. There could be a pandemic. But in general, this is the direction that this is going to go. This is how this investment is going to grow okay. over time.
0: I am with you on that, and but I will tell you something that makes that work that doesn't work, okay? It's the paradox of the oath. When when you commit and you stand up there in front of God and man and you make the oath that in sickness, health, uh, blah, 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 you will stay together, and, and God help me. That, if you stay true to that, that is what in 20 years will get you through it. If you don't, if you... If you crumble, if you crush, if you give up, you'll never give yourself a chance to break through what is inevitable, which is the change that happens within two people. but with the oath, you can see yourself through it and and that is finally the that's roster. really pretty uh, that but but what's the oath? Well, the oath is exactly that it is that um nothing will compromise and nothing will change this uh, and I say oath again, which is kinda of boring and awful. Steve that is just this,
1: this is a secret uh message that Steve is giving to his wife. This is just, every show <laughs> no, if any, of get, all no, the listeners, there's all messages, these are coded messages that saying how much he loves his wife. Yeah. It always has to come down to that's why this show actually exists. Yeah. Thank you very much for letting that
0: <laughs> out. Oath is not love. Oath is something that is really um, this the the realm of mortal uh, law it it becomes um rule by law where you say that this is a law that will not be broken okay it has nothing but to why
1: do you have to hold to him? love like what, what if it's because
0: like- it, it if you stay true to it, then it gets you through points where otherwise you would run away screaming mm-hmm. and feeling vindicated by. By smoting that person and and putting them down to the fourth level of hell, that is exactly what the rule of an oath is intended to protect yourself against. Because without it, you will kill that person in all Mm -hmm. sorts of ways, with lawyers or with abuse or with anything else that you can think of. But with an oath, you will get through that and you will take a breath and you'll take your next steps and you'll calm down, and, and you'll carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is something that, if you take it seriously, will get you to 20 years. Right. If, if you don't, you're, you're definitely going to smote that person. So that's a lot more
1: complicated than I, I was just hoping that you just laugh forever, and like that's like, okay, well, well, no, we just laugh through everything, uh, and then we'll, we'll not, survive that's, everything.
0: That's totally not sustainable. Uh-huh. And you look at comics that can do that, and they, they, these are all suicidal. They're all, people.
1: And they're all divorced. And they're, they're just
0: <laughs> such a mess. I mean, I remember Woody Allen saying, you know, he said, the thing that's different. The between couple that me, laughs together. And, 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 and Bergman sets, you know. Um, Bergman had these very <laughs> serious films, and Bergman said, everybody's always laughing on the set. Everything is just so funny and so on, you know? And then Woody Allen said, you know, on my sets, which are all about you, everybody's so serious. They're backbiting. <laughs> the <past. laughs> um, laughing is no guarantee, you know, anyway, it's, it's about the oath. It really is. Just the, it is such a weird old school thing of rule by law. Where you, as a as a people, the two people involved, and, and then the families that come from it will abide by that and be true to it forever.
1: Well, I do believe in being true.
0: And I believe that um, when
1: you meet the person, you know, like this is the other thing. So you have, back to my dog, I don't wish I had another dog. I don't wish, I don't say, you know what? Albert, if you were only, I mean, obviously he annoys me plenty, but I don't think, I wish I had another dog. I don't see another dog and I say, man, I wish that was my dog. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that is going back to the reductive nature of what a, good relationship is or what a sustainable relationship it's that it's like saying that you're not pining for anything more you're like this is it Look, it's it might not be the best i don't know if my dog is the dog that's meant for me but it's my dog and i'm that's a dog that i'm happy to have that completes me in the way that i'm i feel complete whatever it is when you meet the person you say this is the person for me yeah I See, there's a cough button in front
0: of me. I want to press it. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> We've gone over that. <laughs> um,
1: but you say, this is the person for me. I don't need another person. I don't want to. Maybe it's not the person for me, but it's enough of the person yeah. that I don't want another person. Yeah. You want to get off the dating apps. You want to say, okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with the search and where that threshold yeah. is and, and how to know if that's the person yeah. that's the trick and I'm sure there's got, I mean hopefully everyone's hitched and that's listening to the show and then they're not listening to the show because they're out for dinner yeah. and they or they're watching TV and they're cuddling and they're not listening it's just us yeah. pretty much yeah. but and my parents yeah. but um, the the idea is that how you know that this is what you want, what you need, and, it, and it's enough is a complete mystery to myself and I'm sure to a lot of people across the country. A lot of people just – even people I know, people that I know who have who are actually married are still questioning whether it was the right person for them. And they're saying, you know what? This is – this is the decision that I made, and so I'm living with the decision that I made. And the best that I can do is pay it forward to give advice to you, Daniel. And and that's a that, – there's no – I mean if anyone can figure out how to create a meter so they know or so, so people can read, hey, this is the threshold. This – I can I can do the math. Yeah. And I can add it up and say, okay, this is a good decision. You know, yeah. you can look at a, a you could buy a building, you can write a performa and do the investment, or watch the investment, do the math, and say, okay, this is a good, a good bet. But you're saying oath. I mean, that's pretty sophisticated stuff. I'm a pretty base. I'm no, wearing, it's not. I'm wearing a, a ch- child sweater. It's like, not sophisticated. I'm not a very sophisticated person. No,
0: it's not sophisticated. And and do not uh, bullshit a bullshitter. Please. you are you are a very complicated sophisticated person and um, for all of you out there he's, he's really trying to just see if I'm paying attention and I am this is what I th- and I'll tell you I have an idea about um, something that could judge the veracity of whether that person is right or wrong for you and that we could make more money with this thing than people that are that are shorting like GameStop. Okay, and this is what we do. We breed a love sniffing dog, right? And we find that dog like your dog that is got it all right. And that dog, we know in its nonverbal way, can sense it in other people. And we put that dog up against people that um, that we that we, we we rent the dog out for huge amounts of money with this huge promise that it's going to be able to determine whether this person is going to be right or wrong. And we have this board, okay, that's like. Um, A a state fair boardwalk game of good to bad, right? It's like this 180 degree sort of fan. And we put it up against the dog's ass, and its tail then wags itself to a point on that board, good to bad, after sniffing that person out. And then they pay us the hundred grand to defend themselves against whatever potential divorce, house loss, (laughs) um, blah, 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 that goes on. And they will – the love-sniffing dog, dude. What do you think? All right. I I think that
1: uh, – I I think people are too smart for that.
0: Okay, but would you put your dog up to a girlfriend to see how she relates to it as a judgment of whether it's right or wrong? I'm afraid to do that. Because why? Because I feel
1: like it's unfair to the person. It's like you say to the you say to the person, you say, This is my dog, this is everything. Right now my dog comes first. You make my dog come first. It's a lot of pressure and it's unfair. But yeah. Why are we drinking so much wine? That's probably where I'm losing because my train you, of thought.
0: You asked for a lot of I know. wine. There's another bottle. And you also asked me to shut <laughs> up and let you wax poetic. <laughs> and you're doing a reasonably good job of it right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I, I like I guess I'm I'm I find myself pretty angry right now. I think that Valentine's Day comes in. I'm back in Bovina. I love my home. I love you know, I've worked so hard, I've worked so hard to be financially solvent um, and I have nothing to spend my money on you know like I look at my siblings and I look at how they're building their lives and they've got you know places to invest reasons to go to work I have I have created a very sustainable livelihood and yet I have nothing to it's inconsequential Because I, what's the point? And so now I go to work, and I'm thinking, what am I working for? When you have a child, and that child is new, you say, okay, now I know what I'm working for. The things that I'm putting my value and my time into or my energy because I have something that's so important. But you don't have anything that's that important in your life. Everything's a drag. Life, like, is not... There's what is it like it's just like selfies on Instagram forever. Like what is the point of a lot of things? And I, I hope there's some people out there who are thinking like, yeah, like really, like what's what if you're what's you work so hard for what for what if not for something that's greater than oneself?
0: Yeah, I can't argue with that logic. Um, and I can um, reassure you that you are the embodiment of that pure Disney film of a a person who's been cursed, but is looking for salvation, and will find it not through looking straight ahead, but uh, salvation will come from a diagonal and and hit that person up the head, and, and with that, be it a magic dust, or the, the right uh, incantation of words, or just the transparent, effervescence of life itself breaking open the 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 myth that you are now locked into uh, bring out from the beast that beautiful prince that steps forward and and I hate I really hate the Disney stories because they set expectations that are unreal but you've just described a life that I think is really you're honest in the way you look at it and you're honest in the hopes and the fears that you have and and you you have in yourself that story, that when it breaks, when when you um, and it's not giving yourself permission or finding that uh, something um, has happened in the way you think, it will happen because you are almost magically screwed taken. up. Oh. No, no, that's not that's not where I'm going with this. You're that person. That w- will think a road that is sure-footed in its path, and it, and when you when you find salvation in your life, you will find that the person that walks that with you has removed the road entirely, and that and you're you're quietly walking as you do with that dog, in a place of um, delight occasionally have dinner parties and That's talk 35. about the mysteries. <laughs> I, I, I would suggest you spend a lot more time up here and, um, and keep yourself open to all the milkmaids that um, are going to um, not lust after you as much as understand that you are a king among kings. I'm so happy I didn't tell
1: any of my clients about this show. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I am, too. Because uh, <laughs> I thought about it, and I was like, oh,
1: maybe we shouldn't.
0: Uh, this has been the Evening Tickler on WYOX Radio. Um, Captain Trips is standing behind me with three hours of Grateful Dead, ready to rock your soul. Life is good. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, for those of you that have listened to this and, and do carry and hold the complexities and, and, and the mysteries of your heart, never forget, as this pure man, Daniel, uh, is, uh, has, has never forgotten and, and reminded us, is... The best part of our love for ourselves and for others is to just be honest and to know that we're not perfect, but we're questing, and we're looking for somebody that can just absolutely carry on the journey. Uh, uh, and um, And with that, um, we're a little bit over, and it is time to uh, to thank you. Come back next week. Uh, we have uh, Joe DeSalvo, who shot the film for um, the Jeep commercial that uh, has been taken off of the air because the great Bruce Springsteen was arrested for a DWI. And he'll explain it all, and it, uh, it will be interesting, as all of the people in the Catskills are very interesting.